this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I think that the biggest question, in, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to War Room Battleground. I'm your guest host for the evening, and I have to say it is an honor. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to host War Room. Uh, thank you to Steve Bannon and the entire War Room Posse for your continued support uh, and, and your constant feedback. We got a great show lined up for you today. We have the great Carrie Lake with us first. She'll be joining us shortly, followed by the great Christina Caramo. And in the second half of the show, I want to get down into the weeds with Frank Gaffney on China and the CCP, uh, giving all of the, uh, the the chirping and the, the controversy and the, the um, news out there about our, our tentious relationship with the CCP. Um, so sit back, strap in, and enjoy. Um, let's see if we got Carrie on. Carrie, are you there? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, hey, thank you for you, being Royce? with us today. I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing great. I was doing great until I heard that sound clip that you played right before you came on. That is horrifying stuff. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I came across the clip about a week back, and uh, I just couldn't help but but uh, think how many of our, our fellow American citizens all across this great nation have no clue that people like this are at the, the helm of thought leadership for international governance, number one, but has a huge ripple effect into their everyday lives and in their local community. Um, you ran for office there and you ran for governor in the state of Arizona. Give us an update on what's going on with you there in Arizona and, and the latest on, on your endeavors and your fight. Well, our fight is to stop people like that guy. We want our individual lives, and we don't need him to tell us, you know, how to be meaningful and find meaning in our lives. We find meaning uh, in our own ways, and, and we worship God, not uh, the New World Order and this globalism garbage. And so that's one of the reasons I decided to run for office was to return the government to the people of Arizona. And we were very successful in our campaign for those who followed it. Um, we were winning in a landslide. We did win in a landslide, but we have so much corruption in Arizona politics and in Arizona elections that they sabotaged the election on election day when our people showed up to vote. And so we've been fighting in the court system. We've lost um, none of our confidence and none of our hope. We know that our case is strong, and we worked all the way up to, be, to the Arizona Supreme Court, 
and uh, they they granted us um, a, a pretty decent ruling in that they ordered the lower court to take back up a big part of our case, which was the signature verification part of the case. That's where you sign mm. the envelope, your mail-in ballot, and, and you're basically signing a legal document, an affidavit saying that you did vote, that was your vote. And unfortunately, they're really not running that well. It's a sham. They don't even match the signatures, and they're counting bogus ballots to the tune of 150,000. So we're happy that we're going to get our day in court to take that up. We haven't gotten the court date yet, um, and we should be getting that hopefully here in the coming weeks. We have another portion of the case, which is still at the Arizona Supreme Court, and that involves 35,000 ballots, maybe even more that were injected. No chain of custody after Election Day. We don't know where they came from. And it just goes to show what a sloppy mess they are running in elections in Maricopa County, one of the biggest counties in all of the country. And Royce, this is a fight we have to it, we have to have because it's not about what they took from me. I you know campaigned my heart out for 525 days with great policies to put Arizona first and turn um, the government, as I said, back to the people. It's about what they did to the people of Arizona. They stole their sacred vote. And if we don't stand up when this happens, and it's been happening, happened in 2020, happened again in our election, it's going to keep happening to the point where we won't even have uh, a country anymore. This is how people go, how do we get, they look at Washington, D.C., Royce, and they go, how do we get these dopes in office? How do they even get elected? Because we have corrupt elections, that's how. And so we need to stand up right now and take on this issue and tackle it, and I'm willing to do that. And we appreciate your fight, and, and there's no doubt that if, if you look at you versus your opponent, or you versus any of the mainstream establishment candidates all across the country, that the, the entire American uh, citizen, all of the American citizenships, uh, citizens and our nation as a whole, citizenship as a whole, would benefit from having someone like you in office. And when we look at these elections from afar, even myself, I ran for Congress, but uh, even even as as before running for Congress, if we look at these elections and we think, how does a Cary Lake not come to represent us in, in a state like Arizona or Minnesota or anywhere, or anywhere around the country? Um, speak to me a little bit, if you can, about, if you can, um, this ruling, this Fox News payoff um, uh, around election integrity. Um, and, and, and what does this mean going forward for patriots like yourself who want to speak openly about the corruptions of elections? And, and was this was Fox News doing this as sort of capitulation? Does it hurt your ability in the future to go out and speak openly and, and forthright about the, the, the integrity of our elections? Well, I certainly wish they would have fought it in court. We need to have these battles. We need to let them play out. And I'm sure they didn't want to take um, the difficult road, which would be mean putting people on the stand that might have embarrassed the the organization. I don't know what they were thinking when when they made that decision. And maybe their attorneys pressured them. But to me, I, I'm not going it doesn't it doesn't change how I feel, doesn't change what I know happened in our elections, which they were rigged. They're phony. And our elections have become nothing more than theater. So I don't really care what Fox decided to do with their case. They made a business decision, perhaps. I'm not sure what went into that. Doesn't change the fact that in Maricopa County and in Arizona, we've had two horrible elections that were run, um, I believe, fraudulently. And, and the, the victims of the crime are the people. 
the people of the great state of Arizona. You could say Donald Trump was a victim of 2020 and I was the victim of 2022. No, the victims are the people. The victim is our country. And we can't solve our problems, Royce, if we keep allowing this corruption to fester and grow. And it is growing. 2022 was even more corrupt than 2020. And guess what? They'll make 24 even more corrupt than 22. And pretty soon it'll just Absolutely. get to the point where we don't have a choice. They're just going to tell us who's going to be uh, who's going to be representing us, even though they won't be representing us. This is how we get a fool like Joe Biden in in the White House who can't even communicate. He can't find the door to the White House. The people didn't elect him. I used to say 81 million votes my butt. Don't insult my intelligence. But now I'm starting to say, if you really, really out there believe Joe Biden won 81 million votes, I have, I think you you got to examine your head because it's mathematically impossible. And the facts are out there. We don't it doesn't matter if Fox decides they're going to, you know, wimp out on their case or do whatever they have to do. The facts are still out there. 2020 was a corrupt election. And we ended up with a a person named Joe Biden sitting in the White House, destroying our country, destroying the world with uh, his decisions and and basically his corruption, which we know now is is pretty astronomical. What he's done wrong, it's what he the, the payouts his family yeah. has accepted, it's outrageous. He really some of it's them should be far and wide. Yeah, far and wide. Yeah, the corruption is far and wide. Let, let's talk a little bit about about that corruption. Well, first, I want to ask you this. Uh, and you've been out there on the road and you've been in, in contact with the people. You have one of the one of the strongest grassroots supports out of any candidate all across the country. I want to ask you, our people on our side of the movement um, obviously understand the importance of election integrity, but there is an opposing side of the argument. What in your in your experience, what has been the the huge hurdle in getting people to acknowledge that a our, our elections do need to have integrity, it's 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 essential. But also, why they believe that there isn't corruption in the elections, especially given that, I mean, anybody can can take three clicks on their iPhone and find that our security state or many other interested parties are invested in in uh, you know tampering with elections all across the country, including our own. Why are people so reluctant to to discuss it or or acknowledge it? Well, because they're afraid of getting, um, you know, called names like an election denier and all these ridiculous names that I could care less if they call me those. I just found out today a poll showed I think it was 60 or 61 percent of Americans don't have faith in our elections. They don't think they're being run properly and they think that there is a level of fraud in them. That's a concern if 61 percent of Americans don't have faith in our elections. That's a big concern. So we have to reform our elections. I'm really of the opinion that um, the majority of people are with us. I, and I'm talking independents and Democrats as well. They want to know their vote counts. And they really want to make sure that we get election results uh, you know, the day of the election rather than 13 or 14 days later, which is what we're seeing. And we, we think that people are opposed to us talking about it because of what we're seeing on social media. But we know there's a ton of trolls. And we know that when the folks over at MSNBC or CNN criticize us and spend a whole bunch of time criticizing people who want to get to the bottom of the corruption in the elections and, and turn it around, they don't even have an audience. They're just um, using their loud mouths to push uh, their agenda, which is a continuation of fraudulent elections because it benefits them. 
the people are with us. I have been all over. I think I've been to about 10 states since that election on November 8th. And literally everybody I run into at airports, they, they stop me. They say, I am with you. Thank you for fighting this fight. We have to fight this fight right now. We're losing our country. I have independents say that to me. I have Democrats stop me. The people are with us on this fight. I have had in, in the thousands of encounters I've had, I've had only two people who were opposed, who said they who, who said they weren't for this. And I've had literally thousands upon thousands say, thank you, keep fighting. We know our elections are corrupt. We have to reform them. Your, your governor race is still in contention there in the Supreme Court, and, and we wish you all the best in, in that fight. But your name is also one that is now starting to pop up and, and potential vice president, potential vice president uh, candidacies in support of, of, of a Donald Trump ticket in 24. I don't know if you can speak to that or not, but I want to ask you a geopolitical question and venture to say I, I already know where you would stand as a, a true American first candidate. But let's talk about the geopolitical for a moment, since vice president duties may be in your very near future. Um, Ukraine, number one, Ukraine, Russia. Where 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 you fall on this, and then if you can afterward, the bigger picture with regards to our national interests abroad out there across the water with China and the the threat there in Taiwan and some other things along that nature. Ukraine first. Where you fall on on this issue? Well, I was on, on the campaign trail for 525 days, talking to real people who have real issues and real concerns, and not one time in the tens of thousands of people that I spoke to on the campaign trail, did somebody say, we need to be spending money in Ukraine? You know what they said? We need to put some money on that border. We need to build the wall. We need to stop the invasion at our border. We need to help get the chronic street homeless off the streets, lift them up, turn them into contributing citizens and give them the life. God did not envision any one of us living in a tent on a street with a needle in our arm. They want their mm. children to be properly educated, they want to make sure that we have uh, our water issues in Arizona solved. They want to make sure that we bring the crime levels down so that we can walk safely and enjoy our, our parks and our streets and our neighborhoods. Nobody in Arizona wants our money going to Ukraine. $200 billion going to Ukraine to fight and protect their border while we're spending nothing to do uh, anything on our border. It's outrageous. America has been pouring money into every other place on earth except our own problems. And we need to turn inward right now and help rebuild America and help American citizens. And, and that's where I stand on it. You know, these so-called global experts and global leaders have gotten us into a real mess. They just keep starting wars and they keep perpetuating wars and spending money overseas. Meanwhile, our cities are crumbling, our families are crumbling, our children are suffering. They're being psychologically abused when they go to school. And um, if we don't start turning inward and, and doing uh, some soul searching for starters and spending the money here to rebuild America and help America, we're going to lose this country. So that's where I stand on that issue. Um, unfortunately, we've got people in D.C. who don't have the backbone to do the right thing. And, and to, to that point, to piggyback on that point and, and, and pivot to the next question is um, that there is no shortage of evidence that the CCP or that interested players there in China, whether they be corporations or rogue uh, groups and so on and so forth, are now sending precursors 
for fentanyl uh, production into Mexico that by no mistake it probably make their way in there into Phoenix. Well, what's the fentanyl crisis like there in Phoenix and the drug the drug traffic in general? I mean, how 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 knowledgeable are the constituents there in Arizona about the crisis that, that they face on, on the border through the drug trade? It's uh, they're very knowledgeable. I mean, Arizona, we we become the fentanyl trafficking state. It's horrifying. We don't want to be known as that. We don't want to be the pipeline for the most dangerous drug known to mankind pouring in, coming in through Arizona and then being shipped to all uh, of the other states. I don't, as a mother, I don't want my beautiful Arizona known as the fentanyl state. And that's what we're becoming known as because you're right, the CCP is involved. This isn't just the Mexican cartels. They're narco-terrorists, but they're working in conjunction with our enemy, the CCP, the Communist Party in, in China, to destroy and destabilize our country. This is what it's about. This isn't just about you know giving somebody a high or whatever. This is about destroying our country. When you destroy this young generation, and that's who's dying, 18, 19, 17, 20-year-olds, they're getting hooked yeah. on this, but they're dying on some of them. I, I talked to mothers and fathers on the campaign trail way too many times they, they would tell me my son took a single pill he thought it was a xanax he thought it was something else and now he's gone and we don't get this generation back it is uh becoming the number one killer of our young people and we've got to stop it and the only way to do that is to get tough on the border and these border states need to remember that they are sovereign states we're not serfs to the federal government we don't have to wait for joe biden to help us because i'll tell you what he's not going to help us he is the number one partner with these cartels and the CCP. We already know where his loyalty is. It's with the CCP. He's taken payouts from them. And so if we think that Joe Biden's going to get involved and secure that border and stop these drugs from killing our young people, we're not thinking straight. He's part of the problem. He has told the world to come and invade our country at the southern border. He's given them a wink and a nod that they can continue to come in. And he's done absolutely nothing to stop the fentanyl from pouring in. The only man that I know who has done something to stop it is Donald Trump. And that's why I support him so much. As a journalist, when I was a journalist, a fair and honest journalist, I covered Arizona for nearly three decades. And we never saw that border more secure than when Donald Trump was president. And he had to fight tooth and nail against these politicians who always said they wanted to help secure the border. But they never did when they had the chance to do it with Trump. They fought him. They fought him in building the wall. They fought him in funding the wall. They fought him in stopping the cartels. So we need to get a new batch of leadership in D.C., some America first folks, some citizen politicians to jump up, step in, run for office. And, and we've got to save ourselves. The states on the border can do a lot to secure the border and protect the people of their own states and, and frankly, of the other states as well. And that's what my border plan was. Thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate your time today. We know you're busy. Keep the fight up. We we would all love, we, we, lo we love you. We support you. And we would love to see you there in D.C. if you do not prevail in your Arizona governor bid. Um, as always, the fight continues. Godspeed to you. Thank you. Well, I, I just want everyone listening to know, Royce, that my number one laser beam focus is on my court case and getting into the governor's office to save our state. We won that election. The people asked for me to be their governor, and we're going to work hard to make that happen. Um, and, you know, if, if for some reason the judicial system is is so far gone, 
Uh, we'll look at what the other options are, but we're not letting this movement go away. This is a movement of mothers and fathers and students and and grandparents and and citizens who love this country, and they are not they're not ready to throw in the towel. They want to continue fighting, and so we're not letting this movement die because they stole an election. Thank you so much. You're a fighter, Terry. We appreciate you. Have a good day. Thanks, Royce. Carrie Lake, ladies and gentlemen, the great Carrie Lake. You know, you got to love Carrie Lake. I mean, straight shooter right down the middle. You know, doesn't mince words, says it exactly like it is. And we would love to see her prevail there in her bid for governor of Arizona. But if not, I mean, we all we all have to become uh, comfortable with the reality that we're at war. We are in a war to save this nation. And wouldn't you love to see Carrie Lake as, as the VP there in D.C.? I would love to see Carrie Lake fielding the questions from the woke liberal media on any number of issues. Moving right along, the great Christina Caramo, I hope we have her available for us. We're bringing in the great Christina Caramo to finish off this segment. Christina, are, the, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, Royce, how are you doing? Another, another rising star, another celebrity of the movement, another freedom fighter. Nobody to better to follow up Carrie Lake than Christina Caramo, who is a a nation away, but faces similar issues and has spoken out against the the the, uh, the corruption of our elections and, and emphasized the need for integrity in our elections. Give us the latest on what's happening with you there and some of the reforms you're trying to make in the Michigan GOP in terms of election integrity. And then you got to give me a little China. I know you guys had a huge controversy there about a Chinese Communist Party company that is beholden to the Chinese Communist Party constitution. Give me the rundown on what's going on there in Michigan. Yeah, that's why I'm sitting in my car. I'll get to that in a minute. To your point regarding the election, the fight to secure our elections, as we know, this is a matter of national survival. It's the only way that we, the people, maintain control of our government. There was a report released regarding the tens of thousands of fraudulent registrations on the voter rolls. One of the um, biggest opportunities for individuals to flood our uh, voter rolls with fraudulent registrations are via apartment housing and trailers as well, because the uh, turnover rate of residents is so high. Additionally, they haven't done their due diligence, the, Q, uh, the Secretary of State intentionally, and in ensuring that each registration is actually uh, a person to an uh, actual home, not you know an apartment building where technically only has 14 floors, but yet someone has happened, happened to live on the 19th floor and the registered voter. The reason why right. the voter uh, is so important because fraudulent registrations are how they stuff the ballot box. You have to have a registrant tied to each ballot. So when you have, you know, these tens of thousands of votes, you got to have some people, some fake people to accompany it or voting in another person's name or leaving a dead person in the voter roll and what have you. So cleaning up the voter rolls is a number one priority if we're going to stop systemic election corruption. When we look at all the other issues, whether it's tabulation machines that are, you know have massive issues because of proprietary codes, or you look at just blading your face election law violations with poll challengers, the number one issue is stopping the illegal data. That is the biggest issue that we have to fight. So you know the Michigan Republican Party is definitely fighting to ensure that we have a fair election. Because, you know, the thing about it, it's not just the 2024 election. We have an election this year. There's millages that pass. There is no election that is not important. Think about how we even discussed the 2022 election. They're referred to as midterm elections. That's conditioning us to only value the uh, federal election. 
and we're being conditioned to not care as much about local elections. But guess what, folks? Those mm. local elections are how we fight the uh, the the state, or we fight the federal government. Because remember, the state can tell the feds to pound sand. The county can tell the state to pound sand. So it's really, really important that we understand uh, protecting our local communities. So like, for example, in Michigan, uh, the Democrats have total control of all three uh, executive branches. Excuse me, not executive branches, but they have control of the executive branch, the judicial, and the legislative branch here in Michigan. And so uh, they have passed red flag laws in Michigan, which are completely unconstitutional. I mean, I've been the victim of false allegations. Many of us have. So I could just falsely claim that someone is mentally unstable and they have their Second Amendment rights violated. Thankfully, we have yeah, some absolutely. who are stepping up and some counties are declaring that they're constitutional. Uh, the uh, counties, their Second Amendment, um, they will not be following the red flag laws. And this is what we need to protect ourselves. Otherwise, citizens will be systemically uh, or systematically rather uh, disarmed. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I was on a program about a couple of weeks ago and the host just was aghast that, oh, the governor claims she's not want to disarm people. It's like our government, our governor, Gretchen Whitmer, is in cahoots with the CCP in the World Economic Forum. I trust nothing that comes out of her mouth. Yeah, right. And a great segue. Give me a little bit of the insight on this this uh, this company there that you guys protested against uh, that that is beholden to the Chinese Communist Party right there in their incorporation articles. I mean, it's 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 almost as though uh, our federal government and, and some of our state our, our elected officials, our elected uh, government uh, government elites, and and our corporate elites are in conjunction to to hand this country over to one of the most tyrannical regimes in human history. Yeah, to your point, Royce. That's why I'm sitting in my car. I'm actually. Um, at our state's capital, because what has occurred is that there's a company named Goshen, and as you mentioned, in their Articles of Association, they swear allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party, the Youth Communist League, and the Chinese Communist Party Constitution. I mean, it's right in their Articles of Association. What was so appalling is that uh, a representative from Goshen sat right in there in the appropriate the Senate Appropriations meeting and claimed that they oh, this this whole business of the CCP is just ridiculous. Yes, they have a relationship with China. and blah. It's like, this is what we're talking about. The reason why these people, these, this Christina, wait, make- wait one second. You're gonna, we're going to bring you over onto the other side of the segment here, <laughs> and I want to finish uh, up about Goshen, because I know you, you have a huge, huge issue, as all American citizens should with, with Goshen. So stay with us to the other side. We're going to come back right away and finish talking about Goshen and the CCP takeover there in Michigan. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert 
an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. I admit it. I don't make the best food choices. The CDC says that I should eat six cups of fruit and veggies a day. Now, there's zero chance I'm eating six cups of fruit and veggies a day. But according to a massive study, people who do eat healthy live longer, have less heart disease and diabetes, and have less cancer. Now, I take Field of Greens, and I'll tell you why. Unlike other fruit and vegetable supplements, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected to support specific functions like heart health, liver and kidney health, immune system, and metabolism. I take Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. And if you're like me, you feel healthier, have more energy, your skin and hair look healthier. And it can help you lose weight. But the biggest benefits is that better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Return it for a refund. Let me repeat, it's the better health promise. Take Field of Greens and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, then return Field of Greens for a full refund. And to help you get started, I got you 15% off your first order, plus get another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do this today. You will feel healthier. You will look healthier. You will act healthier. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Do it today. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and assure your vital communications stay brighter. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon. Get a bivy stick or an Imarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, that's you get a bivy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Sat123.com slash Bannon. 
and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to War Room Battleground. Good evening to you all. I'm happy to be your host for the hour. We are coming back to the other side of the break here with the great Christina Caramo, who is giving us a, 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 an update there in Michigan, where she is now the, the chairman of the Michigan GOP. There's a corporation called Goshen that has sworn allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party, right? And it's Articles of Association. Christina, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Please continue. Tell us tell us about Goshen. I mean, this is this is unprecedented, although I would venture to guess if we looked into the articles of association for a number of companies, uh, real estate holdings, asset uh, shelters and things like that, we'd find uh, a lot of allegiance to the CCP uh, and, and, and President Xi Jinping, uh, the, the great emperor of the globalist future. Uh, tell us more about Goshen and what's going on there in Michigan. Yeah, so to make a long story short, what occurred was is many of us were concerned about this company Goshen and their ties to the CCP. That was very obvious to us. However, it was discovered by a local publication, the Midwesterner, that on page 47 of the Articles of Association, Article 4, Section, um, excuse me, uh, Chapter 4, uh, Section 114 and 115, you can see clearly they state their allegiance to the uh, Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese Communist Party Constitution. Naturally, any uh, reasonable individual would be totally opposed to this. In addition to if we get in a hot war with China, they have spying opportunities. But this battery factory will be built right along the Muskegon River, which provides water to thousands of Michiganders. But just that water, when we have to think about water, it's not just what drinking, it's also what we use to grow food. I mean, it's it, it, that water uh, provides fertile land. It's the reason why most civilizations are built around moving waterways. <laughs> it, it's this, because it's how we live. And so even today, um, when the Senate Appropriations Committee met, to transfer millions of dollars to Goshen, there were three Democrats who voted with the Republicans against uh, Goshen receiving millions of our tax dollars. So this is not a partisan issue. It is an, it's a it's it's a human rights issue. It is that we have a right to a safe country. We have a right to clean water. I don't care what your political affiliation is. Someone watching the show may be a libertarian, or you may be an independent, or you may be non politically affiliated. It doesn't matter. We have to think beyond partisan lines. And I'm glad that at least three people, uh, we we lost that vote by we lost it by one vote, but at least three Democrats still with us. Why do I make that a make, make that a point? We have to move beyond partisan labels. Yes, I am a Republican because I support the Republican Party platform, and it states that we are the party of the Constitution. That is my framework. I come with a constitutionalist framework. However, we have to understand that clean water, clean air, making sure we have a safe country and making sure that we don't give over a strategic location and a control or an opportunity to poison our water to the CCP. I mean, this is an enemy government. And, and I've said it before, and I will not back down from this, pointing out that Michigan is ground zero for the globalist takedown of the United States of America. Um, and, and the media 
makes mocks me as a pariah for saying that, but it's true. You have the CCP, and this isn't the only CCP project. You also have the Marshall Project going on with Ford Motor Company. You also have the World Economic Forum putting two offices um, here and by my house. And as a matter of fact, if I could go back to Goshen, it was appalling listening to the various trustees speak in support of Goshen when one of the trustees stands to make a fortune by selling his land to Goshen. So it's 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 horrific the level of selfishness from these individuals, um, and and we have to fight back because if these globalist forces take over, you know what what future will our children have? They will have no future. They will be microchipped. They will be you. You are nothing. You will have nothing. The World Economic Forum says that in their in their documents, and and it's it's about time for people to wake up. And kind of to your point. Royce, when you mentioned if we dug into the Articles of Association or incorporation of many of these uh, organizations, we will find horrible things. But this is one of the things these uh, globalists bank on is our ignorance. And not just globalists, corrupt people, because there's corrupt people who aren't globalists. They just don't care. They only care about themselves. They just want no what doubt. they want. No doubt. And, and the thing about it is, is that we have to educate ourselves on what these people are up to. And you don't have to look to third and fourth you know, hand sources, just look at their uh, uh, own words. Look at Harari. I mean, just listen to their own words. They'll tell you what they're about. It's time we listen. Yeah. Yeah. Meaningless, meaningless people. Well, Christina, we thank you for your fight there in Michigan, and we thank you for your time today. Need I say, we got to get you back on Please Call Me Crazy in the near future. I know you're very busy in there, but we'll we'll find the time to get you on Please Call Me Crazy because the fans love that, uh, as well as Carrie Lake. Uh, have a great day, Christina, and keep us updated on what's going on there in Michigan at the, in the front line. All right. Thanks, Royce. God bless. Godspeed. Christina Caramo, ladies and gentlemen, from Arizona to Michigan, here in Minnesota, Minneapolis, the belly of the beast, we have patriots and fighters that are starting to step up and say enough is enough. That's exactly what we have to do. Um, but th- this is all this is all part of a much bigger game. This is all the the uh, the downstream of a, of a global political agenda. And I, I, I couldn't think of anybody better today in, in my, my time to be able to host here uh, to bring in to talk about the real predator on our doorstep, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, and, and the geopolitical forces behind many of these, these matters. Um, so, Frank Gaffney, are you there? I am. Frank, Howdy, how are you Royce, doing, can you hear me? Good to see you. Yeah, it's great to you. see great you. Great to see you. Yeah, good to see you, brother. Well, here, let, let's get right down into the skinny of it. I, I was doing a podcast earlier with Maj Torre, who is the founder of Black Guns Matter. He's uh, all into reappropriating the names of the liberal left establishment and, and trying to instill uh, American, American, America's foundational values and ideals uh, into young people in the inner cities. Uh, we had a conversation, and I said that when you're on a flight path, you reach a point where the, you're at the point of no return. Um, the point where you can either continue on forward or you can fly back when you have an emergency, an engine blown, or whatever the case may be. Um, that proposition is in front of us with regards to China in many ways. Uh, and, and I say that because the, the way I see it is we have many allies there, uh, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, the Philippines. We have Australia that's nearby. India's there, New Zealand, and so on and so forth. Um but we're faced with the question of whether or not we can adequately protect them. And if we are, should we go sooner than later? And so, you know, you're somebody who's an expert on the matter. Uh, give me a diagnosis of where we are right there in the South China Sea. And, and what would your recommendation be uh, going forward to, to deal with the threat of the CCP? Well, could I just say by way of segue from Christina, 
how yeah. gratifying it is to hear a woman who's leading a major party in one of our most important states making the kinds of points she did about this enemy. And she made no bones Godson. about it. It is an enemy. It's and, and the fact fact that it's, you know, setting up shop and not just the heart of Michigan with all the possible damage that it might be done, but, but across the country. Uh, and people are awakening to that is, is, um, is incredibly important and long overdue. And I hope that that will now be reflected in what those who represent us think and do as well. So to your question, Royce, and it's a really important one, um, the problem, alas, is not confined to the South China Sea or even the Western Pacific. China's ambitions, and I'm speaking here of the Chinese Communist Party, of course, the CCP, are world domination. And they're set on it. They've been pursuing it for decades. And they most especially have appreciated, again, throughout that period, that we're really the only impediment to it. You, you mentioned a number of countries, and they're all important, especially if we join forces. But without the United States, they're lunch for the Chinese in piecemeal, if not uh, all at one fell swoop. So when you look at what they've been doing, and you know this very well, and I think the War Room Posse is well steeped in the idea, and if I may shamelessly plug the first book that I've had of this edition of, of War Room Books, first foray, namely The Indictment. The subtitle of which you'll appreciate particularly, I think, Royce, is prosecuting the Chinese Communist Party and friends for crimes against America, China, and the world. And that sort of summarizes where we find ourselves. We've had unrestricted warfare waged against us by the Chinese Communist Party for the purpose of taking us down before they become strong enough to do it militarily. The effects have been catastrophic. You know, Michigan is just one place. Uh, you're very familiar with the Rust Belt, as it's come to be called. Well, the Rust Belt didn't just happen. The Rust Belt is a manifestation of the economic warfare the Chinese Communist Party has been waging against us as part of this larger program of unrestricted warfare. So we're accusing them in the indictment of crimes against humanity. Of course, that's been particularly visited upon the people of China, but also, Royce, war crimes against our country. And what they have done to this point is nothing compared to what they have in mind for us, if not stopped going forward. And so a question I have, you know, I'm a, I'm a young, more rambunctious aspiring statesman. Uh, I say, you know, I, I understand that, that they are gathering sentiment around the world in this sort of post-colonial, um, you know, uh, post-colonial motif where they go to a Saudi Arabia or the Persians or Russia, even in some ways and say, hey, listen, the United States of America has always really protected the interests of the European monarchy and the crown. Why you, you can't trust these people. You can't trust America for whatever litany of complaints and grievances they have. And it's, and it's predicated in large part and it merges with an anti-white, anti-Christian sentiment and they're gaining steam. And I think you see in their alliance with Iran, the Saudis and, and Russia and many other nations around the world, 
that they're using an explicit anti-American sentiment to, to foster support. Um, Big time. In my mind, I, I start to think, well, why don't we just go ahead and take one belt, one road out now? Uh, I mean, aside, the, aside from the fact that our leadership in this country is all but really sold us out to China and, and wouldn't take such drastic action. I mean, in the event that we actually take this nation back, we win in 24, we have a pro-America president. What can we do to actually break away from the world order that's drastic and radical and would actually set China back in their war against us? Yeah. Well, let me just pick up on your opening point. The irony of all this is I'm not sure there's ever been a colonial empire as vast as what the Chinese Communist Party is building now with this Belt and Road Initiative. Last no time doubt. I checked, no there were something like 147 countries of, of 190 or so that are now involved in one way or another, enslaved, I would say, by this CCP's Belt and Road Initiative. And, you know, to your point about what do we do? I mean, it's really at the core of this book is it's about 20 different action items that we must do. The single most important one of which, and Carrie Lake was talking with you about it earlier, we've got to go straight at not just the CCP, but as we say in the title, also their friends. Their friends are enabling the Belt and Road Initiative. Their friends are enabling you know, their rapacious um, uh, wars of other kinds against us and our vital interests. Um, they are in pursuit with the help of our financiers, our business leaders, our media, our cultural elites, our academics, and of course, not least, our political elites, starting with the president of the United States a program of destruction of our country that they couldn't do, I believe, without that help. Steve has said it on this program many times, you know, cut them off from the, the financing and the technology and the, the stuff they've bought here and they're, they'll fall in six months. I don't know how long it'll take, but I do know this. It will make a material difference in the kind of danger we face from the Chinese Communist Party if we stop enabling it and making it all the more dangerous day by day by day. And, and so, you know, the indictment, which is now available, I'm pleased to say for advanced purchase at all the right places, is a prescription, not just an analysis of what is wrong with this picture, as you said so well, but it's how do we turn it around? You know, we, there's a lot of admiring of this problem. It's bad, it's getting worse. And so, We've got to be taking action, and I think you're absolutely right. If we cut up the cut off the financing, there the Belt and Road Initiative is in trouble already, by the way. But when it gets in trouble, those payday loans don't get paid. You know what the Chinese do under their contract? They expropriate the infrastructure that they've been building in these countries, and they can then use it for power projection against us in the global war that I think they have in mind. If we don't collapse at the hands of this uh, captured elite and, you know, the other steps that they've been taking to take us down. So we've got a work cut out for us. The book, I hope, is going to help people understand what we can and must do about it and your clarity on this subject and Christina's and Carrie's and, of course, Steve's. And, and I think the posse now writ large 
is both heartening and absolutely vital to the survival of this republic. Well, we appreciate your work and your forthright commentary on this issue. Last question on on this on the CCP issue before we go is, you know, let, let's say all things, let's take the worst case scenario. Frank Gaffney's in the, in the war room, in the, in the real situation room. We're faced with the question of, do we, do we start to pull back to America, get our house in order first, and then address the CCP on a worldwide basis once we've clarified why we're fighting? Do we do it that way, or do we, are we past the point of no return and we have to protect our vital interests if it must mean kinetic at all costs right now before they get any stronger? whether that be their alliance with the Saudis and the, the betrayal of the petrodollar, which I think it's an absolute betrayal on behalf of the Saudis, or, or London, London, giving over their, their security surveillance system to CCTV. Uh, you know, do we push forward right now in regards to the CCP, or do we pull back and regroup and readdress it in the future? What does Frank Gaffney think? Well, I think we need to engage them very directly. I don't think we need to be using force right now. I think we need to be using the sorts of techniques that I've just talked about. Unrestricted warfare against them. How about that as an idea? But cutting off the enablers from the people they're enabling is the first step. I wouldn't pull back. Look, I'm a product of Ronald Reagan's uh, Defense Department and presidency, and he understood peace through strength was absolutely the only proven means of providing for our security. And and let me just give you one example of of how aggressively the other side is using increasingly peace, or the domination at least, through strength, if not of the military kind, though that's coming, certainly of the financial and political kind. We just did a fantastic webinar. By the way, this book is essentially the distilled essence of about 75 webinars that we've conducted on the unrestricted warfare and their enablers. The one we just did today, I just have to commend to everybody. It'll be posted shortly in a video at presentdangerchina.org. But Royce, I think you will get this all day long. What we've tumbled onto is that what the Chinese are now doing is taking advantage of the influence operations and the bribery, the corruption and everything else, political warfare, if you will, that they've been running in international organizations like the United Nations and the World Health Organization. And they now are positioning those organizations to begin dictating to us and everybody else what's gonna be done under the rubric of global governance and whether it's crises that the UN is gonna be telling us what to do, when we have one and what they're gonna order us to do, or whether it's the World Health Organization telling us when there's a public health emergency of international concern, and they'll tell us kind of what they did back in the pandemic 1.0, but worse, ordering us to take the jab, ordering us to lock down, ordering us to otherwise conform to the China model. And before you know it, I mean, the idea of pulling back in the face of this kind of thing, I think would be uh, a very profound mistake, one that would further embolden the Chinese and prompt them, I'm fairly certain, to believe that this world order they have in mind with Chinese characteristics is now at hand. And that will mean the enslavement of our people as well as others elsewhere. And I think we must not tolerate that idea. We must not 
accommodate ourselves to it. We must resist it, and we must resist it in the kind of ways that I think we're visiting with everybody about here. Not kinetic. That may be coming. It'll be coming at their hands, I think. But through other means of unrestricted warfare designed to stop the advent of a Chinese hegemony that we will not survive as a people, certainly not as a free people. Well, Frank Gaffney, we really appreciate the time. And as always, I defer to the council, the council of people who know more about it than I do. And I appreciate your non-kinetic solution. And, and I hope that we would prevail in that. And if not, nothing a good sacred honor and, and righteous and divine gunfight wouldn't, wouldn't solve if need be. But we appreciate your time, Frank, um, and look forward to getting you on Please Call Me Crazy in the very near future. I want to go a full 90 minutes to two hours about this issue and deep dive so that people really understand the fundamentals of what's going on here. Yeah, God, well, speak, God bless Thank you for what you're doing, Royce. I Thank so you, appreciate Thank you, too, and look forward to talking further. Bye-bye. Thank you, brother. Frank Gaffney, ladies and gentlemen, the great Frank Gaffney. And that's it for us this evening. I'm your host, Royce White, here at War Room Battleground, and I want to thank the entire War Room Posse for your continued support. We are in a fight, we are in a war, and there are people committed to finding solutions and making sure that your citizenship is protected. That's it for me. Join us on Please Call Me Crazy tomorrow night. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. Dot com, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroom Health, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.